Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel, the Black Financial Channel, where we talk about black wealth every single day. Uh, today, Sam Bankman Freed, the founder of FTX, uh, <laughs> the new Bernie Madoff, uh, probably most notorious human being on the planet right now, has been arrested. So Sam Bankman Freed's been locked up. Uh, they locked him up in the Bahamas. And I'm going to talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and kind of put this arrest into context, give you the details on what happened here, and also give you some thoughts on crypto, you know, just kind of coming from a finance guy. So I'm going to break some of this down for you. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day under one condition. The condition is that on this platform, we are black first. Our, the black community is our greatest interest. Doesn't mean we hate anybody. We love everybody, but we put our people first because we have to solve the racial wealth gap, and we are solving it. We have helped over 10 million people around the world buy their first share of stock. Many of you are wealthier because you've been hanging out with us. That makes me very, very proud. That's my greatest accomplishment. So put your B1s in the chat. Everybody put a B1 in the chat. Let them know that you're black first and that you love yourself and that you love your kids and that you're going to create a legacy of generational wealth. Put your B1 in the chat. Also, shout out your city. Let me know what city you guys are coming from. I always like to ask what city you're coming from. Hey, Drukpa and Michael and Donna and Mona and Sharif and Michael and everybody on Instagram. Instagram, uh, my Instagram is The Real Boys Watkins. This brother says, I'm, I'm white and I'm here to learn. Good. You are welcome here, man. We don't hate nobody. We ain't in here hating nobody. We just love ourselves. Everybody, give me a yes in the chat if you understand that black love does not mean white hatred. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree with that philosophy because I, I think hate, hate, hate is a petty, a petty emotional language. You know, if you sit around hating people, that means that you don't believe that much in yourself because you're putting all your energy into what somebody else is doing instead of doing your thing just go do your thing make them hate you so i don't hate nobody but i i got a stack of haters because i ain't gonna stop can't stop won't stop and i'm gonna keep on going so you can hate me now but i ain't never gonna hate you because i ain't got time to do it all right so do me a favor thumbs up thumbs up share subscribe hit the notification bell if you haven't done it how many of you give me a yes or no how many of you heard that sam bankman freed the founder of ftx uh the uh greatest crypto collapse a collapser <laughs> in the history of all crypto has been locked up. Did anybody hear about that? Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty messy. Sam Bankman Freed is, uh, it looks like he might be on his way to jail. I don't know if he's been bailed out or what, but I do know that he um, had a just a really spectacular collapse. It was really crazy. He went from being literally the pinnacle of success in crypto, like the model citizen, the guy everybody wanted to get next to, to being like the most humiliated human being on the planet at, at, at that particular moment. It was very, very crazy to watch. Uh, very, very sad. I didn't know whether to, to feel, feel bad for him or feel, or but then I couldn't feel too bad for him because he's got investors that he lost their money. So I feel worse for them than I do for him any day of the week. But then again, you know, he's, he's 30 
And uh, and sometimes money, remember I told you guys that Professor Andrew Lowe at MIT actually showed that money affects the same region of your brain as cocaine. And cocaine gives you a lot of confidence. Cocaine makes you think you're Superman, like you're invincible. So money can make you feel invincible. And uh, you know, like y'all remember Scarface when he, he was surrounded, he had a big mountain of coke in front of him. And he said, say hello to my little friend. He thought he could just kill everybody, right? Because that's what it does. It affects that part of your brain that just makes you overconfident. So basically money is really a drug. It really is. And love is a drug, sex is a drug, all these things, and or it operates like a drug, not quite the same, of course. And uh, anyway, so um, I think this guy, poor, you know, just got caught up in, in and started, you know, smelling his own farts and believing that he was perfect and believing that he could never make a mistake. And then he got caught. And uh, and and now it's it's so interesting to watch the fallout because uh, there appears to be a big gap between what can be done to him legally in the United States versus what could be done to him overseas. Uh, you know, the, the laws overseas are different from the U.S. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and there's I'll be curious to see. I know he's been arrested, but I'd be curious to see if the arrest is actually going to lead to, you know, real criminal charges that give him the real penalty that he would you know be expected to receive if he ran say a united a u.s bank or something i know ftx had a u.s branch and i remember hearing bankman free trying to go out of his way to distinguish between his u.s customers and his global customers as if it's like okay we can do these things overseas but we can't do them in the u.s and we know that so we didn't break any u.s laws i don't think that's gonna fly i think a lot of people got beat down uh, by ftx and what made ftx's decline uh, decline and collapse so fascinating to me as a finance professor is that FTX had what I call a financial STD. Uh, they And they were a super spreader of that financial STD. And the analogy, I, I shared this with you guys last week uh, because I think about finance in terms of contagion. My dissertation chair, Andrew Caroli, who's now a professor at Cornell, he, he studied contagion. And we learned a lot about how economic conditions can be contagious, can affect each other. So, for example, imagine if uh, you have one person in your family that's known as the big breadwinner, right? You have one person in your family that has the best job and is making the most money and everybody wants to do business with that person. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So so everybody wants to do business with Uncle Willie because Uncle Willie is the baller. He's got the best job. He's making the most money. And, and it looks legit. It looks good. It looks like Uncle Willie's the smart one in the family who makes the right decisions. So everything Uncle Willie wants, Uncle Willie gets. Every time Uncle Willie makes a recommendation, everybody goes with it. Every time Uncle Willie... Every time somebody has a financial problem, they go borrow money from Uncle Willie. When Uncle Willie offers a chance to invest with him, everybody jumps on it. Do you follow me? Do you get what I'm saying? So so FTX is kind of like that Uncle Willie, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you follow, are you following the analogy? And I'm going to go back. I promise you, this goes back to the financial STD. So imagine if Uncle Willie is sort of the, the pinnacle of the of the family. He's kind of the, the pillar. He's the guy that's doing well, that makes all the smart financial decisions. And then let's say that one day you find out that Uncle Willie... Uh, was secretly dealing drugs and that Uncle Willie was actually uh, in a very dangerous situation. So one day Uncle Willie gets, you know, gets killed or Uncle Willie gets robbed or Uncle Willie gets taken off to prison. Right. And, and then everybody's like, oh, my God, Uncle Willie. I thought Uncle Willie had it together. He was the one person in our family that held the family up. So when Uncle Willie goes down, everybody goes down. Do you follow what I'm saying? 
because Uncle Willie's economic situation was very contagious and he was a super spreader because everybody wanted to get down with Uncle Willie. Everybody wanted to connect with Uncle Willie because Uncle Willie had all the resources. Uncle Willie had all the knowledge. I've seen this happen, actually. Um, this is even before the Biden crime bills. They started locking up all the black men when they used to get um, a lot of drug dealers on RICO charges. I knew a guy in Chicago. I, I didn't know him personally. I, I helped him, supported him on his case years later because he's still locked up. And he was a, a kingpin in Chicago. He sold a lot of coke. Never, never, they never found bodies on him or nothing like that because he knew how to keep a distance, but they got him on the RICO charge. And here's what happened. So, so, so he's loaning money to all his relatives. Everybody's living off of him. He's paying everybody's rent, all this other stuff. And then the RICO charge comes in. So he goes down, but he isn't the only one that went down. The whole family went down. They locked up his siblings. They gave his mama eight years. They gave his brother 20 years. A lot of his friends went to jail just for just for knowing him. Just anybody that was that was close to him went down. It, he became toxic because of this charge. FTX is kind of like that. Right. That's why I call it kind of like a financial STD where you have a super spreader because not only are they infected secretly, but everybody is coming up trying to get a piece of that. Everybody wants to be connected to that. So when FTX went down, all the crypto kind of went down. When FTX went down, there were companies that lost money, that lost economic value, billions and billions of dollars of economic value just because they'd done business with FTX. And people didn't just affiliate with Sam Bankman-Fried. They bragged about the fact that Sam Bankman-Fried was their buddy. They bragged about the fact that they were in bed with FTX. They would tell everybody that they were connected to FTX. And next thing you know, FTX is down. So anybody associated with them was going down too. So maybe a part of the moral of the story is just be a little bit careful and don't get too caught up in the hype. You know, when something or someone looks too perfect and too good to be true, uh, you can congratulate it. You can appreciate it. But if you get overly connected to one thing or one person, then that can actually harm you. Okay. Like Kevin O'Leary. I see somebody put the word O'Leary in there. Yes. Kevin O'Leary is a great example. He was in, he was 10 toes in with Sam Bankman Fried and FTX. He was respected as an investment advisor and everything else. And now people are questioning his advice because they're saying, you didn't see this. We trusted you. We believed you. And what happened was a lot of companies invested in FTX because they just believed that other companies had invested in FTX. And they were like, well, if they like it, then I'm going to like it. They didn't go through their own independent verification process, which led them all to look like complete fools. So I'm going to pull this article up about what happened here. Do me a favor while I do that. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Please share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I'd be remiss not to mention, I do have a new book. Uh, it's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It was written so that we can see the massive wealth that exists within our families and within the people around us. It helps you to establish uh, systems and rules and codes of conduct and behavior that will allow you to actually build wealth and prosperity instead of all the chaos and destruction that has been created in our communities. I wrote this book for you, so feel free to go take a look. It's on Amazon. It's out there available if you'd like to go get a copy. All right. The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. That's what it's called. All right. So uh, here's here's what it says uh, in Yahoo. 
Um, it says that Bahamian authorities arrested former FTX and CEO Sam Bankman-Fried Monday evening. The, de- the development comes the day before Bankman-Fried had agreed to testify before the U.S. House Financial Services Committee regarding the collapse of his Nassau-based exchange. According to a statement shared by the Bahamian Office of the Attorney General Ministry of, of, of Legal Affairs, the Royal Bahamas Police detained Bankman-Fried following receipt of a formal notification from the United States that it has filed criminal charges against the fallen billionaire. So look Looks like the U.S. filed charges and then the Bahamian authorities went and made the arrest. Uh, the attorney general said it will hold Bankman Freed in custody pursuant with the Bahamas Extradition Treaty. The U.S. government's extradition treaty with the Bahamas lets the U.S. extradite defendants for charges involving offenses that are crimes in both countries. Hmm. Okay. Earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Sam Bankman-Fried at the request. This is a quote uh, at the request of the U.S. government, based on a sealed indictment filed by the Southern District of New York," said Damien Williams, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. "We expect us to move to unseal the indictment in the morning, and we'll have more to say at that time." The Bahamas and the United States have a shared interest in holding accountable all individuals associated with FTX who may have betrayed public trust and broken the law. While the United States is pursuing its own criminal charges against FBF individually, uh, the Bahamas will continue its own regulatory and criminal investigations into the FTX collapse with continued cooperations of its law. Okay. All right. So basically, you know, what's funny to me was, um, you know, Bankman Free deliberately put his company in the Bahamas because they had um, they had laws in place that were that had a little more clarity when it came to crypto. And that was a good thing. The Thing was, though, a lot of people felt that he went to the Bahamas because they weren't really going to push that hard, that they, they weren't really going to enforce the laws that were actually on the books. So this is going to be really interesting to see if he's able to do a Houdini and escape from this. Remember, Sam Bateman freed his parents. I, I, I think I know one of his parents is like a securities lawyer and the other one is a professor of something. I don't know what I got to look it up. But either way, though, he's got some wealth and power and knowledge and know how and connections behind him. So it's going to be really interesting to see how far they go. Uh, in fact, his mother, if I'm not mistaken, they I could have sworn they said that Sam Bateman Freed's mother reported to Gary Gensler, who is the who is the um, the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission. So when the head of the SEC worked with your mama, the question becomes how far is the justice going to go? Right. We know if he were black, he'd be up under the jail. They probably would have shot him during the arrest or something. Who knows? But, uh, you know, with him kind of being who he is and, you know, he's got that, you know, that white Jewish background. Let's let's not pretend like Kanye was totally crazy. Kanye ain't quite right in every area. I ain't gonna lie. I don't. I talked to the man a lot up close and there's some areas where I don't agree with him. But in one area where you talk when you talk about power, um, I'm a poweronomics guy and I understand what power looks like. And and uh, and I would be curious to see how this plays out for him because he's in for the fight of his life. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted on what's going on. I will say to you more directly, be extremely careful when investing in crypto. Don't run away completely, but don't dive in head first. You know, and I've been saying this consistently to you guys for many years. I've been talking to you guys about crypto for about about seven years, six, seven years now, since about 2015, 2016. So I saw when you were making a ton of money in the in 2016. And the warning I always gave you is be really careful. Spread your money out. I would read stories about people, you know, putting all their money into crypto and and, and putting their whole life savings into Bitcoin. You don't invest like that. That's not investing. That's gambling. And when you gamble and when you put everything on the line like that and you bet it all, you're asking for a disaster. You are asking for calamity. 
you know, and if it doesn't, if it works out for you and it doesn't go bad, that doesn't make you smart. That makes you lucky. That makes you lucky. That don't mean you're smart. That means you were lucky. And so, so at the end of the day, you know, go, don't, don't run away from crypto. Don't be afraid of it. Crypto is good. I, I, I believe in crypto, especially Bitcoin. Look at the way Bitcoin has maintained its value through the worst crisis that we've seen ever in crypto. Bitcoin has maintained a value. What about 16, 15, 16, dollars a coin? That would have been unheard of back in 2015. So Bitcoin is holding strong. I am super impressed with the resilience of Bitcoin. And once uh, people stop being so afraid and once the regulators kind of do their job and once everything settles down, I expect Bitcoin to just go straight to the moon. I, I, I really do. I'm Bitcoin because if Bitcoin were as fragile as these other assets, it would have dropped to, you know, a hundred dollars a coin or a thousand dollars a coin. It didn't. It, it's still in over fifteen, sixteen thousand. That's very, very impressive. So um so don't, you know, just remember these are good times to invest actually. When 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 everything's chaotic that's when you can go get your best deals. You know, it's like if, you know, in the middle of a um, in the middle of a, a, a tornado or fire or whatever earthquake, that's the best time to go loot the store because ain't nobody really guarding the Kmart you, or the Walmart. You can go in the Walmart and get whatever you want as long as you ain't scared of a little earthquake. Right. And, and so my, my point is saying that in that weird analogy I just gave is that in the middle of chaos is when people go get rich. Because everybody's so busy being scared that nobody's thinking about making money. They're all focused on lower vibrational needs. And if you can operate on a higher frequency where you can see out into the future, then you can actually go in there and position yourself to do really well once the chaos is over. So don't be scared. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of crypto. I'm investing consistently every week like clockwork. Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, guys, uh, that, that's the last thing I want to share with you. Uh, one other thing I'll share with you real quick is that if you want, if you have an interest in stock options in the Black Business School, uh, we actually have a stock options masterclass I put together. Stock options are a great way to accelerate your portfolio. So uh, feel free to go to stockoptionsmasterclass.com or you can check out my website, boycewatkins.com. I have a lot of stuff there, free stuff, whatever. There's plenty of stuff available. Uh, our goal is to help as many of our people as possible to learn about economics and wealth. We've already gotten helped 10 million people to buy their first share of stock, and we're going to keep on going. Uh, we are an HBCU that is fully funded because we know exactly where our money comes from, and we don't take money from the government. We don't take money from corporations because it's too risky. Uh, we actually build um, brick by brick, and we built something that's pretty sustainable and very powerful. So feel free to take a look uh, at all that, the Black Business School and stuff like that. We're here for you. All right guys i'm out of here have a good day god bless you i'm gonna check back in with you a little bit later and i hope you have a good night i'll see you soon peace